and welcome into another episode of the Outsider Sports Hockey Podcast. I'm Ben Mandel, joined by Mikey D and Tom Leone, as we have another week in the National Hockey League. We're going to jump right into things here, guys. Tuesday night had a very, very big matchup against two of the top three teams in the Eastern Conference. You could argue that they're two of the top three teams in the entire league with how good the East is this year. The New Jersey Devils and the Toronto Maple Leafs. You know Mike and I were riding for the Devils, and with a 3-2 lead in the third period, things were looking up. Didn't necessarily go that way. Uh, We're going to go to Tom first. I want to get the Rangers fans' perspective Just kind of watching two teams that the Rangers might see if they make a deep playoff run. What were your thoughts watching the Devils and the Maple Leafs play against each other yesterday? And what are your thoughts on the results, Tom? Great game. I mean, I I, I typically don't watch like full games of other teams. I'll watch like the 11 minute highlights that the NHL drops like on uh, YouTube. That's where I typically go to watch games, even like the top matchups uh, of the night. Just a great game. I knew last night was going to be powerhouse matchup between two fully stacked teams playing great hockey. I think the Maple Leafs even a little shorthanded without Tavares and O'Reilly play typical to what they've been over the last couple of years. You know, they're never out of the game. They can look dominant at some points. They can look dominated at some points. And I think the Devils, I think every matchup that they have against teams that have been in the playoffs, you know, and and those core young players start playing teams that have that experience the later in the year, you see them kind of growing and they're never out of it. And they're always bouncing back. And the big thing I noticed last night from an outsider specter and as a Ranger fan is it doesn't shock me at all that Eric Kala and Andre Pilat had kind of their best games as devils late in the season against a team that's just as good as them that they'll probably run into in the playoffs. That's probably what you're going to see out of Hall and Palat come playoff time. That first series, whether the Devils are able to win the Metro when they play an Islander team or a Penguin team or they run into the Rangers, out of nowhere, I think a lot of casual fans will be like, well, Hall and Palat, they're like, they've been like very eh this year. But then they'll come out of nowhere and dominate and flip a series on its head. And I think that, as a Ranger fan looking at the Devils last night against a team that is very good, a top team in the league, to your point earlier when you opened the show, Ben, I was just kind of like looking back at the Devils and I'm like, this team can fly and they played a heavy game last night, which I actually haven't seen them play as a casual fan. And I'll be the I'll be the first to say it here. I don't like the Rangers' chances even with their new makeup to beat a devil's team if they play like that consistently when the playoffs come, because that's a scary team and that's a team that can make a run. And I think what stood out to me the most, I'll say it again, when Hala and Palat are basically controlling the game and giving the devils that extra oomph at a third as their third line and scoring big goals, any team they play is in trouble because we know what the top six does. So yeah, it was just a great hockey game. I think the Devils got a little away from their system, and you know, and then the penalty. Obviously, uh, they were a little shaky there. And one last thing before you know, we roll it over to Mikey D because I'm curious to see how angry he was at that game and their new guy, Dougie Hamilton would piss me off if I'm a Devils fan. 
defensively. On one of the Maple Leafs goals, I, I was going to text the group chat that I'm in with, with you know, M- Mikey D here, and I was going to text you, Ben, in, in the group chat we have there and be like, does Dougie not remember that he's a defenseman? Like, I felt like he was back-checking as a forward. He was, like, in the middle of the ice, and his his man across the crease was wide open and scored a goal. I can't remember what goal it was. It might have been – I think that was the first goal. It might have been the first goal. I oh yeah, the yarn croak goal, The yarn right? croak goal, exactly. Like, mm-hmm. like Dougie, like, just forgot he was, a like, a defenseman, it felt like. And that that's the only thing, like – like I think the devils are going to play games like that every game in the playoffs. Cause I just feel like it's going to be like back and forth. They're never out of it. They never really can shut a team down. It'll just be, it'll just frustrate me if I'm, if I'm a devil's fan watching Dougie Hamilton on the ice in big moments, I love him offensively. He's going to, he's going to score me. He might, he'll probably score a couple big goals in the playoffs, but he's definitely going to cost the devils a couple goals without a doubt, because that's just the style he plays, but it would just aggravate me. Well, and unless you're Adam Fox, you have to give and take on the offensive and defensive end. Yeah, I I do. It does frustrate me when defensemen think they're forwards. I think Chris Letang sometimes forgets he's a defenseman and thinks he's a forward. But at the same time, you have to kind of live with that, with the offensive production and offensive season that Dougie's having. I mean, this guy's going to end up with 40 goals or uh, 20 goals, rather. Uh, he has over 40 assists. Um, I mean, he's going to he's he might even crack 80 points uh, if the assists keep rolling. This guy has been unbelievable. And, you know, you just have to live with it sometimes in the back end. But that's also why you have to realize why it's so key that Dougie Hamilton is not their top defensive pairing. He plays out there a lot of times when Jack Hughes is out there. So that means they're getting a lot of offensive zone time. And, you know, you leave it to the pairings of John Marino and Ryan Graves and Damon Severson and Kevin Ball to play defense. So when it comes to Dougie Hamilton, it is what it is. But, you know, Mike, what were your thoughts on the game? I know I know you're not too happy with the new guy right now. <laughs> don't 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 take my words. The, Tom knows best, especially from from doing our other podcasts. I say things I say things I don't mean. I just say things out of feelings. I don't I don't actually mean them sometimes. And you know, that, that that ruins my credibility. But oh, um, you hear that, to... Timo? He doesn't mean it. <laughs> of course I don't mean it. I'm, I'm happy that Timo is a devil, but um I mean, yeah, I, like I came on here and, uh, you know, uh, I'm the the first to bash, you know, I, I, I thought Timo made some mistakes yesterday defensively and, and, uh, and, you know, uh, you know, carelessly that, that, that uh, could have cost the game yesterday, but at the same time, it's, it's an all around thing. Like Tom mentioned it best. I mean, uh, you know, there's some guys that, you know, defensively, there was a lot of breakdowns and it, which, which led to, to the two goals, um, that uh, Toronto came back on when Devils were up three two, but uh, you know it's it's also another thing too. I you know I, me as a fan and, and Devil fans in general shouldn't be taking taking this for granted. We're not used to this, so obviously you know we're finally you know getting some wins. We're we're good, and you know obviously when things go wrong, you know we get greedy, we get mad. That, that's me, you know that's that's me best. So um so I really can't be mad at anything because uh you know like Tom mentioned before, we had a couple guys that stepped up yesterday that uh that are that don't usually. Are, are on top of, of on top of things. Eric Halla, Andre Pilat, with with no literally no teeth, 
um, comes in and scores a goal after he gets five of his teeth knocked out. I mean, it, that's awesome. I think that was a that was a game where Palat earned his contract yesterday. Like he just showed the greatness and the heart that he has. Um, so I, I give him praise for that. Eric Hall showed his potential. We just need that out of him. Hopefully, he runs this hot run going into the playoffs because he's been he's been pretty damn good. Um, even even one of the most defensemen that annoys me the most, uh, Damon Severson. I, I got some. I used to have some big problems with him because you know he was a turnover machine and and etc. Last few games. He's been phenomenal. So some of the guys that you don't expect to be that step up has stepped up yesterday, and, and it was a big game. Like Toronto's good by all means, despite the injuries that they had at Tavares and O'Reilly. I mean, like they're still a great team. I mean, the the guy that that leads that team was the one who put the the dagger in yesterday. Anyway, they don't need that much. You know, he doesn't need much around him to do that. So, um, you know, I obviously I'm upset with the outcome because as a game, I believe they should have they should have had. Um, you know, it just it sucks. You know, having a lead and, and you know the Devils best too this year. They're they either. They're either, um, you know, up and they get come back on, or they, you know, they're the comeback kids. Like it's never just easy sometimes for, unless it was uh, from a rare couple of games, it has been. But uh, you know, it'd just be nice to just, you know, complete a win against a really good team like Toronto. So yeah, I was upset about it, but you know, from the people that stepped up, um, I can't be too mad about it at the same time. So that's my opinions on it. Yeah, I think obviously you can't get too mad uh, because you can't overreact to one game, and. The bottom line is you're at home, you expect to win. Now you pair that with you're at home and you take a three to two lead in the third period. You should win that game. At the same time, the Devils gave that game away and it's frustrating. But again, it is just one game and Timo Meyer is still adjusting with the team. So you can't look too much into this one. At the same time, you can also look into this one and say, what exactly does this mean, you think, for both of these teams heading into the playoffs? Because they wouldn't play against each other unless they make it to the conference final. But they're a pretty good test to see how both of these teams would do in a playoff-type game. Because, you know, these are two of the best teams in the conference. Outside of Boston, they are the two best teams in the conference this year in terms of points. So, you know, Tom, what do you think this says about the Devils come playoff time? And what do you think this says about the Leafs come playoff time? I think what I got from yesterday, both teams, whether it's their six defensemen or their top nine, you know, they're 12 forwards, but I'll say they're, they're top nine, right? Because fourth liners are gritty players that kind of kind of do the same thing. I mean, the devils kind of well, play Toronto, chess with, with McLeod and uh, with his face-off percentage. Yeah, um, Toronto doesn't use their, their uh, fourth line, yeah. their bottom two, like they'll double shift their one uh, bunting, yep. but they won't, they won't use their bottom two guys. The devils will roll all four. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And they play chess with McLeod in, in big face-off situations or McLeod. I, I always hear different pronunciations of his last name. McLeod. Uh, McLeod. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what that's what I figured. But back to to my point, I think both teams are just going to be their goaltending. Vitek, if I was a Devils fan, I didn't make this point earlier. Be a little nervous with the way he's playing lately. But every every goaltender goes into a rut. It happens. I mean, Igor had four straight games giving up four plus goals. What was happening to Igor wasn't necessarily was a little bit him his positioning, but also the play in front of him was terrible. And maybe the Devils are just being a little lax on defense, both the forwards and and uh, um, 
defenseman with, you know, Meyer coming in and new guy implementing the system, maybe trying to do a little too much. It happens. I'm not, I'm not overly worried about VTech because majority of the season he was playing great, but same thing with the, with the Leafs. Sam Sonov looked great, but he might not, you know, he's, he's also been in ruts at certain points. So I just think that they need both teams will be able to any other team in the East, even Boston, they will be able to, to, to play solid five on five without a doubt. Like there's no doubt in my mind the Devils and Maple Leafs and playing each other kind of showcase that to the league. No matter who they play in the East, they're not gonna. It's they are not gonna have one series depending on how long they go that doesn't go at least five, six, seven games. I don't think both teams have that 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 ability with the goaltending to string like three or four, you know, four out of five games like winning that. And I don't think either team is bad enough or will get into a rut where they'll lose, you know, four out of five and lose a series in five games. But goaltending to me is, it's going to be the big thing. If VTech plays like he does the last couple games, I, the devils are going to lose a seven game series and you're going to look at it and go, we should have won. It'll be like Toronto. Those, all those years. It's like, we literally dominated five on five play. Yeah. We got burned on a couple power plays, but every time there was a big moment and there was a shot, our goalie let it in. And that's the only way I see both these teams losing. If both these teams get the goaltending play that they've gotten all year in a stretch in a series, um, you know, because like you guys have watched plenty of playoff hockey. If there's a moment, right, like where VTech is up a soft one and it's a third period and it's three, two, it's not like the regular season. It's like a different type of lockdown that goes on defensively for like certain teams that are able to do that. And you can't have that soft goal let given up because it's just going to be so much tougher to score. So so my big overarching theme from watching that game yesterday is, like I said, both teams dominant. They're going to dominate a lot of teams they play for mo- majority of the games. It's going to be their goaltending. Their goaltending and special teams. Uh, the Devils lost a special teams battle yesterday. They lost the game. That's probably what this, the, you know, this, the story of their, their playoff lives will be as well. Same thing with the Leafs. I feel like both teams are very similar. And that's how I see it going. Win the goaltending, win special teams. Both of these teams can win the cup. Fall into a rut like their goaltender is now, lose special team battles. They could be out in the first round. It's That's the East, and that's those two teams. I've said it all year about VTech. He, you know, I know what he is. And I know what I've seen out of him. Now, that's very negative. And I am going to say that I do support VTech still. But I would like to see a healthy Mackenzie Blackwood maybe get a shot at a few games before playoff time starts. Because if Mackenzie Blackwood is healthy, all of a sudden it's a completely different game. Uh, Let Akira Schmid uh, see what he can do right now as well. You have a little bit to play with. I know you're still trying to go and get the Metro, but I mean they don't really have a lot of room for error if that's the case. So definitely a lot there for the devils and definitely a lot to think about in terms of the Leafs. I think Sam Sonoff uh, and Murray, when he gets healthy, will be an interesting duo for them. I just think it's going to be a tough grueling matchup with an experienced playoff team in Tampa for them. And then you're also, you know, you've got the injury to O'Reilly. He'll be rusty if he does come back for the playoffs, which I believe the expectation is for him to be back come playoff time. But I, I don't know. I don't I see the Devils making more of a run than the Leafs. And really that's just because whoever 
wins that first round series will have to play Boston most likely. And I don't see Boston getting clipped before the conference final. I just, well, don't you see know how I feel about that. Yes, ben. I do. <laughs> and watching yes, my, do. we'll get to it, but watching my team against them, I saw some flaws that might not have seemed, but I saw some things. Yeah. You could see all the flaws you want. You have to be able to exploit those flaws what was the final score of the game? Mm. That's what I mean by that. I- I'm just saying that, like, like no, no, no. And, and I wasn't even like... the one. I wasn't even the one that said this. But there were moments in that game where the Rangers were dominating five on five, and then there were moments they got dominated in a seven game series. Boston's not going to roll over everybody, even in a first round, like they do in the regular season, because. Yeah. Because most of the time, first round, they're likely going to get a soft matchup, though. Yeah. Well, I'll say this the way the Islanders in Pittsburgh are playing, that won't be soft. And I'm telling you about Ottawa. I know they had a bad loss. Yeah, but the Islanders don't have the physical skill. The Ottawa has the skill. You know, Buffalo has the skill, but the The Islanders Islanders at this point. They have they have experience, but they're slow and they're old. Matt Martin uh, can't throw the body around the way he used to. Cal Clutterbuck's not even in the lineup. How scared of the New York Islanders <laughs> are the Boston Bruins? You They're could have a hundred. You could have a hundred and forty points in the regular season. When the NHL playoffs start, it's a crapshoot. And no, you're, you're not. You're not anything wrong. You see a lot of eight seeds upsetting one seeds, just uh, by the way the format is. But Mike, we got to go over to you. What do you think uh, this means for the Devils come playoff team? What did you see from the Devils in this game that said something to you about what they could be doing come playoff time? Listen, I think they got the talent. They got the speed to actually, you know, win games. And, uh, you know, like it as it's shaping up right now, obviously it's still very close to Carolina. We don't know what's going to happen at the end. There's still 20 games left. So, um, like, uh, we don't know who can actually win the Metro and what what spots are going to flip-flop and whatnot. But at the same time, um, you know, if uh, – you know, if it's if the Devils match up with a team like the Rangers, you know, I, I, I it's just going to be talent versus talent, speed versus speed. So, um, it, it's basically what it's going to be. But, uh, you know, Tom made a good point, and I forgot to mention earlier because it is one thing that's been very concerning, and Tom knows best because I've complained about it uh, multiple times. Um, you know, it, it's the goaltending play that uh, that's uh, been concerning, and, and the and the defensive breakdowns and turnovers that that's quite concerning. So, um, I, I have no question and uh, about you know their offensive ability and uh, in if they can score um, and everything like that, I have, I have no doubts about that. Um, it's just, uh, you know, some decisions that they make on the back end on the defensive end of things. And then, uh, and can we trust VTech, you know, and, and everything like that, because he is on a, he's on a rough slide right now. And every, every, every uh, goalie goes through it. I totally understand that. Um, hopefully it's just going through it right now and not towards playoff time, but we need him to get a burst uh, before that time comes because um, you know, it's uh, I feel like he's just uh, he's missing out on some easy saves uh, that he was making earlier in the year. So um, if, if that can get fixed up and cleaned up, I think the Devils can uh, definitely make a playoff run. I mean, they obviously made the big move last week in Timo to do it, um, you know, on the offensive side of things. They just need to get it cleaned up on the defensive side of things, and then I think they can really go on a run. But if they don't, Tom's perfectly – Tom's exactly right. They could be a first-round exit despite the great year that they're having. 
Yeah, we've seen the Devils get goalied all year long. Um, they've run into some really good goaltenders throughout the season. Uh, and or some dudes that them, make their best career, you know, goaltending appearance all year, too. <laughs> they really do. It, well, guess what? You think Igor is not going to have his best career playoff series if he plays the Devils in the first round? Oh, yeah. Come on, Mike. That's yeah, exactly I, 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 He probably happen. won't because the Devils have, have, have his number. I know, but that's, that's the thing. exactly that's why the thing. he's going to do exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. That's 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 why. Yeah, hey, hey. that's exactly why it's going to happen. But anyway, it'll uh, um, do- it'll be it'll be it'll be tough for Igor to top what he did against Carolina last playoffs. That'll be that'll he be was tough fantastic number to beat. But yeah, I get what you guys. There's a guy who the so I was working up for the junior hockey team at the time uh, when the Rangers playoff series uh, with Pittsburgh and then Tampa Bay was going on or Carolina and then Tampa Bay was going on and the guy the house i moved into with a bunch of the coaches and guys in the team they uh the one guy was a huge rangers fan so i was hearing it the entire time because i was working for the penguins at the time so <laughs> he he's he's sitting there thinking i'm this big penguins fan because the coaches told him i was working for the penguins i'm like dude yeah i'm actually it's actually worse i'm a devil's fan but <laughs> anyway <laughs> devil's um, fan worked for the penguins during a rangers yeah. playoff run against the penguins i'm sure that that went while well. i was while i was also writing for the islanders yeah oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> talk about a uh, talk about going all over the division, but we do need to move on. So we're gonna slide over and talk about a team that recently won back to back Stanley Cups, and that's the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tom, I know your strong feelings about them, and I think you might enjoy this conversation for that exact reason. <laughs> Tampa Bay, uh, you know. Finally looked like they were putting it together. They go get some pieces ahead of the trade deadline. And they, so like I'm looking through their schedule mid-February. I mean, they just went on a a tear, right? After they lost to the Panthers and then the Sharks in overtime. They beat Colorado 5-0, beat the Stars 3-1. Beat Colorado again, this time in a shootout. They then lost one nothing in a shootout to uh, Arizona, who has surprisingly beat a lot of good teams in Mullet Arena. They then lost to the Golden Knights, but they beat the Ducks 6-1. to They lose to the Sabres 6-5 in overtime. They have a unreal game from Vasilevsky in Detroit as he beats the Red Wings 3-0. But then they lose to the Penguins 7-3, lose to the Panthers. They lose to the Penguins again this time in overtime, lose to the Sabres 5-3, and then lose their fifth straight, this time 6-0 against the Carolina Hurricanes as they just thromped them. Now, on Tuesday night, they were able to beat the Flyers 5-2, but it's the Flyers who are at the bottom of the Eastern Conference. So, you know, it looked like Tampa maybe had things straightened out and they were getting things rolling a bit. They had lost five straight. They got lucky that the Flyers rolled in to the schedule and they were able to get a win there. But, you know, we'll go over to Mikey D first just because uh, I know we've been going to Tom first all day here so far. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I feel like we already know what Mikey D's or uh, what Tom's going to say about Tampa. He did kind of tease this losing mm-hmm. skid before it happened uh, during our power rankings discussion last week. But, Mike, what are your thoughts on Tampa Bay? Is is the window closing quicker than they thought? 
Yeah, I know, but uh, Tom, don't uh, get too excited here, man. But uh, I'm agreeing with you for once, man. I uh, no, I think that I do oh. for sure. <laughs> I do think the window is closing uh, to an extent here. I mean, you know, they just, uh, you know, they got some pieces. They went on that little run, but you know, as you can see, you know, from the the last. Uh, seven game skid that they had basically um you know I'm, I'm not counting the flyers i'm sorry i'm not doing it but um but w- when you look at it there you can just see how beatable they are and then they're just capable of you know kind of falling apart um you know obviously they had the talent they have the, the veteran status this, i mean this team has been on runs and been in nearly the finals every single year um you know in this league so it, it is you know kind of blasphemy to just count them out right away uh but this um you know the east is just it is just a brothel this year and it's just wild. So um, I just think that uh, when it comes to the lightning, I think that their window is, is slowly closing. And, uh, and I just think there is a lot more talented teams out there than them right now, despite all the veteran status and, you know, the talent they have on them. I, I, I think I, I hate the lightning so much because, and as much as I hate the Islanders as both of you are very aware are you about to say the Islanders are better than Tampa? No, 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 no. Ben's chat. That was a that was a that was a great line, Mikey. <laughs> I can't believe you said that, man. <laughs> I'm allowed to say what I want to say. Well, I will. I will. I will uh, repeat. So, like when he Mikey D said, the East is a brothel. <laughs> First thing that came to my my mind, man. I'm sorry. Sorry, Tom. That's I didn't definitely... mean to throw you off. No, your I do. What, well, I was thinking it the whole time. And that's why when you're when the chat popped up, I, I couldn't even finish my thought oh, because <laughs> because that is definitely one way to explain the Easter Conference in the National Hockey League. I can't believe you said that, man. <laughs> Mikey D, that was awesome. <laughs> that was oh, that man. was that it's was called really called great. content, fellas. It's called content. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. All right, so Tom, you think you hate Tampa so much here? What's going on? Why do you hate Tampa so much? I I I dislike them as a team i want i don't like john cooper even though he's a great head coach i think he's a little douche i i actually um, i completely agree with you on that yeah, point cooper yeah. i mean he benches these guys uh yeah, his, like, his star on, players like, and he goes and calls Brooks them out America? those guys want they want you two cops dude come on yeah yeah exactly don't be that guy and 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 i think like to my point again as much as i dislike the islanders they have probably prevented two or three New York championships over the last eight years, because you could argue the Islanders were probably good enough to win a cup when they kept getting knocked out by the lightning. They beat the Rangers in two Eastern conference finals. So it's like, like we've been starving as a city for a championship Mm -hmm. and the Tampa Bay lightning were the team always in the way. Well, that, that Tampa Bay team, also got to play a very weak Montreal team out of the Canadian division because somehow Vegas lost that series. Yes. Yeah. It's very so true. you got to yeah. realize the Islanders 100%, I think would have beat Montreal in four or five games that, that series. A hundred percent. And, and, they and I think really and if you go all the way year. back to 2015, I think the Rangers beat the Blackhawks in five or five or six games because the Rangers were just whoever was winning the East. It's going to be like this year. That was that year. It was whoever wins the East is going to win the Stanley cup because the West but didn't was, Chicago was beat Tampa Bay that year. 
They did, but I think the Rangers were better. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. I think the Rangers. All right, all right, almost, all right. I got you there. I yeah, yeah. You. I was I, like, wait I, a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and the Rangers. I mean, I know regular season doesn't mean much, and I was the one to say it before. But like, that's just why my overarching overarching feelings towards Tampa Bay are, are very negative because I've probably seen in my life three teams that really could have won a cup and two out of the three, one got there and lost to the Kings who were just a powerhouse. And the other two lost to lightning teams that last year, I don't think they were better than the Rangers weren't better than Tampa Bay, but you could easily argue they should have won that series. If it wasn't for Jacob Trouba's game three, they would have been up three Oh with ease. If he didn't take three consecutive penalties. And then 2015 Lundqvist, you know, losing two nothing at home in game seven, the first game seven home loss in his career was to them. So that's why I hate t- Tampa Bay. And I'm so happy that the end is here. And because watching them so closely be so good, you could just tell it's different this year. You could just tell it's like going in the opposite direction. It's, it's, it's like the end of Jeter, A-Rod, Bernie, Hideki, like those last couple of years of the Yankees were holding on and like other dynasties, like Brady losing Tennessee. Like, like you can just kind of go to each one of these, these other dynasties and these other great teams with kind of the same core, just it kind of fizzled out. Do I think they could be like the Bruins in two years and freaking just erupt out of nowhere with like the same roster? Of course. But this year specifically with how good the East is, I think this is the perfect matchup for Toronto to get out of the first round. And the way Tampa Bay's playing, I think that's what happens. And I'm just so happy it is happening because they are they are showing their flaws. They are dealing with injuries. And they just look to be like they might need a new voice in there because to our points earlier, you agree with me, Ben, John Cooper might be on his way out. Yeah, I I agree. And I don't necessarily think he might be on his way out, but I really don't like him as a coach. And I haven't liked him since he took over. I mean, he I think he is part of the reason why Steven Stamkos fell off the face of the earth, it felt like, for a couple of years. He really doesn't like Stamkos for some reason, and it really bothered a lot of the guys in that locker room. I think he was too obsessed with his version of uh, whatever they are, the triplets they called them. Uh, that was, I believe, Palak, Kucherov, and uh, Johnson. Howard Johnson. Yep, that yeah. line that 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 line legitimately won them the playoff series in 2015, the beginning mm-hmm. of their dynasty. Yeah, the was triplets. that line. Yep. Yeah, so he he loved that line a little bit too much, I think. But we do need to move on. So sliding over to the wild card chase, specifically in the East, because the West pretty much seems to be figured out. We take a look at the East. There's really five teams vying for two spots left. It looks like the teams that are at the top three in the divisions are going to remain. I know, Tom, you are a little bit nervous about Pittsburgh because they do have the same amount of games here. They don't have any games in hand, but they play three games next week. And if Pittsburgh does win all three of those games in regulation, all of a sudden they're now tied in points. Anyway, though, we take a look at the five teams, the Islanders, the Pittsburgh Penguins, Florida Panthers, Ottawa Senators, and Buffalo. All of them are within six points. And not to mention the fact that two teams that sit with 68 points, the Ottawa Senators and the Buffalo Sabres, they have three games in hand on the Islanders. So if they win those games in hand, they would both be tied with the New York Islanders, but they would have less regulation wins, which would mean the Islanders do have the tiebreaker there. We do uh, take a look though at this playoff chase, Mikey D who do you think gets in? What are your thoughts on this race down the stretch? And what is the most important thing to factor in? 
Well, I think my uh, brothel uh, comment earlier, you know, I just justified here, but uh, uh, when it comes to the East, but uh, when it comes to, you know, the wild card race, everything like that, I I do want to, you know, leave when these two teams are already in the wild card spot. I know that, you know, the the teams below them do got a couple games in hand and everything like that, but um, I just feel like the Islanders and Penguins are just, uh, you know, are, are kind of catching their stride right now. I mean, um, I mean, the Islanders, you know, with the, with the Horvath situation, um, you know, obviously they, they got better, you know, they're playing up to that par now but um you know with the penguins they just they just never go away man they're just like that freaking itch that never goes away and tom can attest to this too i mean like they, they would literally down what four nothing five nothing the other night came back and won it overtime. I mean, it's just uh, the veteran mentality, uh, you know, of, of Crosby, Malkin, and all and all these guys, and they're finding ways to get it done still. Um, so that's why I really don't want to count, uh, you know, especially the Penguins out right now. Uh, but if there's a team that I can feel like that will definitely creep in, um, I think it's Florida. Um, I think that, you know, they have the talent to do it. I mean, they've been playing very well down the stretch against very good teams. Um, so I could definitely see them creeping in. Um, but I really think it's going to come down to the Islanders and Penguins game. And, and I feel like they're catching their stride at the right time. Um, and they're always those one of those those two teams that, you know, that always find a way to compete and, and, and get into the playoffs. So, um, you know, I think I'm going to roll with them, too, just because, you know, the veteran mentality of both teams. Um, and then uh, and then it, just to attest to that, they just need to, you know, you know, they need to worry about those game in hands a little bit. But when they face off in them, because I'm pretty sure there is some matchups with those a little bit lower uh, uh, teams in the card um, coming up. They have to find a way to get points out of those games. Um, and then when it comes to the Panthers and Setters, um, you know, and I know the Sabres are in there too, uh, but I, I feel like that, uh, you know, the Islanders and Penguins will get the upper hand and will find a way to get points against these teams on the stretch. And I think they will get in. You guys know the, the, the GIF of the, the kid in the Northwestern Jersey crying and saying, Oh my God. Yes. From March Madness. I believe it would have been our freshman year in college. Yeah. That GIF is how I feel about the Islanders and the Penguins. Like they never go away, and as a Ranger fan, and 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 Mike even brought it up that I can attest to it. Those are just two teams that they just aggravate me. Like just go away, just like oh my god, like just let the Sabers in, let's the Ottawa Senators in. I don't want to see Zach Parisi in a playoff. I don't want to see Sidney Crosby again. I don't want to see Evgeny Malkin. I don't want to see Jason Zucker or Jake Gensel. I don't want to see. Tristan Jari in the playoffs. Like, give me Uka Pekka and give me Tage Thompson, give me uh, Batherson, give me Stutzel. Like, give me some new, fresh blood in the East, along with the Devils' fresh blood, and along with, you know, the young core of Matthews, Marner, Nylander, and then uh, Boston's got some old heads, but, you know, they deserve it, how good they've been. And then the Rangers with Mika and Panarin haven't won anything. Like, give me that. Don't give me Andres Lee and Matt Martin and Brock Nelson over these these young like fun teams it just bothers me and that's the gif that always comes to my head like oh my god go away they they both creep their way in they've won a lot more than they've lost lately after we all thought they were done and i have to agree with mike i think they both get in which is just pissed me off to say because i really think ottawa can beat boston in a in, in a seven game series do i think the islanders might be able to beat them sure pittsburgh also maybe but i just really wanted to see that ottawa series because i just feel like both pittsburgh and the islanders they will get outlasted just get tired down in this seven game series where i think like ottawa could maybe outskill boston and i'll say this on record this better be the last year for the penguins and islanders because whew, i'm tired of it 
I'll tell you what, the Islanders don't have a lot coming down the pipeline, so it might be Thank the God. last year for the Islanders, especially with their cap situation. Now, I do want to say that I think Florida is done, and I think that seems to be the consensus here. Uh, they are only three points back of the Penguins, but the Penguins have two games in hand on them. They have one game in hand on the Islanders, and they're four points back. So even if they win that game in hand, they still find themselves outside looking in. I think they're going to need to go on a really, really ridiculous run in a difficult division with two streaking teams behind them nipping at their heels uh, in Ottawa and Buffalo. Now, I think it's going to be one and one. One of the New York Islanders and Pittsburgh Penguins get in. One of the Ottawa Senators and Buffalo Sabres get in. Now, I think this week is actually going to be a tough week for the Penguins because I think the Rangers are going to be confident and they're going to be hungry with the full uh, lineup being at full strength for the first time. And they're playing against a team that I think they're going to match up really, really well against because they have good goaltending. They can go out there and just confidently play. The Penguins just are not that good of a team. They're young uh, in their bottom or in their defensemen. The bottom six, uh, like that bottom pair, is really, really been rough. Pio Joseph has had a terrible season for the Penguins, and you know I, it hates me to say that. Love, love my guy Pio, uh, but. The, the you know the penguins have a lot of pieces that can be exploited now the islanders although they have played more games than everyone they do for some reason just seem to have figured it out and i think they're hungry uh tom i don't know if you've been to the new arena yet uh out there on long island i have but i have they they sure know how to how to pack the barn and rock the barn they remind me of jeff fans and Matt fans I, that's why I said, but so do Devil fans. That's why I sympathize with them because that's my other two teams and other sports mm-hmm. I love so much. They're fun when they're good. The fans are great. A little annoying, but great. I'm annoying with my other two teams. Well, and I'll tell you what, even just since they put the new arena there, like the Islanders were rough last season, but my mom being an Islander fan and a season ticket holder, I've been to that arena plenty. Uh, when I know you guys did the um, fan trivia segment there on MSG, when I did it, we shot it at UBS. So, you know, we, you know, we've, we've been to that arena quite a bit and the fans truly pack that barn, even when it's not, the best team uh they they want the islanders there and they have a lot of alumni there so you know the atmosphere is fantastic they really know how to create a game atmosphere and play for their players and if they get in they're dangerous although i don't think they get past carolina or boston in the first round in terms of the other team that gets in i think it's going to be ottawa and the reason why is i think ottawa is just a little bit better than Buffalo right now. I think Buffalo has the better goaltender, but I think Ottawa has the better top-end talent in terms of their top six. I think their top six is better than Buffalo's, despite Tage Thompson. I think Stutzla has had a fantastic season. I think Kachuk is really leading this team. And, I mean, how long can Jeff Skinner really keep it up? That's what it comes down to. I think Ottawa will squeak in. They might even jump ahead of the Islanders and get a first-round matchup with Carolina. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised about that. I think the Islanders will end up drawing Boston in the first round. Boston's going to avenge that 21 uh, summer loss in six games to the Islanders with a five-game series win. Bold prediction. 
bold prediction, Don. <laughs> hey, I had to give I had to give one, you know. So it's a nightmare we are, series for me. that's just two teams you don't you want to see lose but we are going to slide over to our power rankings now to close out the uh show here this week we rank them uh we rank our power rankings we put the rankings in on sundays they will be dropping on the website on mondays as we go over them in the show first boston bruins once again consensus number one we had a consensus number two in the carolina hurricanes then we started disagreeing a bit new jersey devils did end up coming in third with Tom and I both voting for the Devils three. Mikey D, you had Toronto at number three. Toronto was the number four team on here in terms of our point system. New Jersey had 23 points. Maple Leafs, 21. We go to Tampa Bay. They were five with 16 points. Dallas, 15. The Rangers with 14. Vegas, 10 points. Minnesota cracks into our power rankings. They get four points. And the Los Angeles Kings with three points. The other team receiving votes was the Colorado Avalanche. They did not crack the top 10, though, with just two points, one point behind the Los Angeles Kings. You can see how we ranked the teams specifically on our website, Outsidersports.net. But guys, what's one team in the power rankings you want to focus on? Tom, we'll start with you. Those Minnesota Wild. I don't know why. I really like them in the West. This Tom year. loves Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota. Uh, yeah, I, I I can't put my finger on it. I think it's they're just a very fun team, and I think that in a Western Conference that's weak, they're gonna fall on a good side of the bracket, and I think they can make a run. And I think they've been playing really solid hockey, and they. They they just impress me every time I watch them. Whether it's Kaprizov, whether it's Zuccarello, whether it's uh God uh Goudreau, uh Ryan Hartman's a solid player. They just look up and down their lineup. They just got players. They play hard, and um they're just one of those teams. You know, I, I, I can't really talk too much about them, but it's one of those teams you kind of look at the schedule or you see them on TV like they're on TNT, and you kind of just go, I like them, and. Sometimes it's just as simple as that with sports. Sports, the eye test fits it, and for some reason, lately, every time I've watched Minnesota and their highlights, and occasionally catching parts of their games, I just enjoy watching them play. Yeah, Minnesota is definitely just a fun hockey place, right? Like, I feel like if you had to pick a hockey capital in the United States, not NHL, just a true hockey capital in the United States, it has to be Minnesota. That it's just it's Minnesota screams hockey. I don't understand why the Stars, uh, at the time the North Stars, left Minnesota. It just didn't make sense to me. It seemed like such a great hockey place. But, you know, when you this is the wild every year, I feel like. You know, this is a team you don't see enough of just because of where they, they're located. They play their games at 8 o'clock, so it's while our teams and the East Coast teams are playing, games you're already watching. Then the West Coast games start while those games are ending. You just don't see enough of their games. You really don't pay attention enough to the wild. And then you look, see their record and you think, Oh, okay. This team's pretty solid. Then come playoff team, they get wiped and lose in five or six games in the first round every year. It doesn't matter who's <laughs> in goal. It happens true. every year. I go in thinking, Oh, Darcy Kemper's a stud. Minnesota's going to win this series. Terrible. 
I yeah. mean, I, I think it goes all the way back. Uh, I, they they always, I feel like, had a solid goalie, and it just never worked out in the playoffs. I think they steal and, Keandre Miller from the Rangers. That's my bold prediction about Minnesota this offseason. But I agree with you, Ben. I, that I, would be spicy. Well, that's yeah, where he's I mean, from. And, so. and look, it's, it's tough to argue with Minnesota, though, at the same time, because they are a strong team, and they definitely can go out there and make things happen um, in the postseason. And I think the biggest thing is the Western Conference is weak this year. And it does feel like this is the first time the West not necessarily is weak in terms of depth, because I think the West never really had the depth that the East has this year. But the West always had some really good teams up top. And this year, they're they don't. So that's why Minnesota can per- potentially go on a run. So I do agree with you there, Tom. Now, I'm going to talk about a team here, and it's going to be the team you talked about last week, uh, Tom, in Tampa Bay. And the reason why I want to talk about them is because the reason why we have them at number five on our power rankings is because I had them all the way at number four ahead of Toronto on my power rankings. And that was just way too high with the skid that they're on. I left them in there. I had a little bit of faith in them, but this is a team that really is starting to fall off the wagon. As Tom said, you can tell from watching them so much in the past few seasons, they're just not the same. And I do think not having Andre Palat has a little bit to do with it. I think he's a guy who was very well liked in the locker room. He knew their chemistry and they knew how to play with them. He was a smart hockey player and he was able to do things on both the offensive and defensive end. He was a big part of the power play. So I do think they missed that a little bit. I think they went out and just, they said, you know what? We know our window is this year or it's not going to happen again. They don't have a draft pick, I think, uh, until the sixth round of this year's draft. So Tampa, they're just going all in. It'll be interesting to see if it pays off. They definitely are going to make the playoffs. I have no fear in saying that Tampa Bay will be a playoff team. I think they will get a first-round matchup against Toronto, and Toronto will have home ice. They might be able to get out of the first round just because it is Toronto. But, Mikey D, what is one of the top ten teams we have in the power rankings you want to talk about here? I think we're going to roll with the same ones I talked about last uh, last pod, and that's, uh, you know, Tommy's Rangers. I think uh, I'm just really interested to see because they've had, uh, you know, six games, uh, six games, six days off, um, you know, since their last game against the Bruins. I know obviously since uh, Patty Kane has arrived, you know, the, the Rangers have struggled to find a win, but it's, it's not necessarily Kane, obviously, uh, that everyone knows. It's the, the the misses and loss they have. But, you know, Miller's coming back from, you know, his spitting suspension, um, you know, to get his defenseman back, and, uh, you know, they're getting a little bit healthier now. And now with six days off, um, you know, you get to, you know, practice more with Patrick Kane, you get your injuries back, um, and then you get to really, you know, get to see what the team is like in full strength. And and when you get a full week of practice, it doesn't matter who you are and, you know, how good you are, you, you know, practice is practice, you need it. So um, I, I'm really interested to see how they're going to show out in their next game uh, because they're going to look like, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to guarantee they're going to look like a different team uh, now that they have, uh, you know, a full week of practice with Patrick Kane there and with some of their defensive guys back. Yeah, they better. Just blew out my eardrums there, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. But, Mikey, you got me pumped up. Listen, I sit here as a Ranger fan and, and, and no, just speak yeah. nothing but facts about the Devils. It's about time a Devil fan. <laughs> I'm start speaking facts about the mm, all right, I'm some, devil, I'm, some I'm, Devil fans on Twitter like to think the Rangers because they lost playing 11 forwards and five defensemen against probably three out of the hottest teams in the NHL at the moment they were playing them are like some trash organization right. frauds again. I'd and like to talk about the Golden Knights now. 
Mikey D <laughs> Mikey D speaks facts about practice and getting guys healthy and getting things back on track. And I appreciate it. It's Thank true. You. Well, I, no, hey, it, you're, you're right. He's right. I'm, well, uh, he's right. I'm right. He, I'm him. <laughs> I'm just saying, but I'm right to an extent because, you know, if any team in that situation, though, like, you know, you don't get the practice that you're supposed to get with how the NHL season is going, right? Like, you don't really know what a team is in full strength with any new guy they get because of the lack of practices they had together. So I got to give the Rangers the benefit of doubt here. But, Tom, you better hope that they look they look better, man. That's all I have to say. Hey, hey, yeah, listen, I hope so. I've been the one saying it to Tomorrow's their uh, Thursday's their limit test. They better look better. They better look like in sync. I mean, well, they're playing the about, Canadians. It'll be fun. Okay. Yeah. No, all right, maybe the Canadians the, just the beat Canadians the Devils. Have been, yeah. They've been playing hot. Like the Canadians have been playing we hot. We don't talk about that then. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But Mike, you were, you nailed it on the head. And, and, and I just wanted to show my appreciation for it. And, to, and Thursday night will be a good test for them. So it's exciting. Yeah, so I think it was good for the Devils to, to, to keep Meyer practicing and not rushing them in when they first acquired him like try to win without him but the rangers didn't have that luxury with the injuries and the cap situation so they had to you know put came right in there so yeah you just know well, that's on the, head. the thing you know you, you said it you said it best you know 11 forwards five defensemen you're not going to win and you don't even have time to practice if you are practicing because how are you going to run a practice when your top four when four of the five defensemen playing are playing 35 minutes a night like you you can't do it like it's nope. it's one of those things like obviously not 35 minutes but still like these guys were playing ridiculous minutes you had to ride them so you can't sit there and run them in practice either and it's it's one of those things. Now, they had the six days. They're able to get healthy. They're able to get these guys back in the lineup. They're going to be okay. That's the thing with the Rangers. And, I mean, hey, six days off, you're not going to get a lot of talk in the weekly podcast when you haven't played in a week. I respect it. That's why I was being humble and not talking about them a lot. <laughs> hey, no worries. <laughs> Next week will be a big Ranger week, especially with the Penguins matchups. But that is going to do it for the Outsider Sports Hockey Podcast. I'm Ben Mandel with Mike Dyakunzak and Tom Leone. We appreciate you tuning in. Make sure you give us a follow on Twitter at Outsider Sports 3. Check out our website at OutsiderSports.net with blogs. And you could also check out our other podcasts as we have the Outsider Sports football podcast the outsider sports baseball podcast has launched that is also on spotify you can check those out by searching the titles or going over to our website once again thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week